Welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Alan Collins. I'm the partner who heads up the abuse team at Hugh James, and I'm joined by my colleague, Danny Vincent. Hi, Danny. Hi, Alan. And in this week's podcast, we are going to be talking about sex for rent and sharp intake of breath, I'm sure, amongst some of our podcast listeners. But this is about the ongoing subject of landlords basically extorting, I think that's the right word, extorting their tenants for sexual favours. It's in the newspapers again, it's in the media again, because tenants are complaining, in particular, problem for female tenants, but I'm sure there's, there may be cases where there's male tenants as well, complaining that their landlords are basically extorting them for sexual favours. So, Danny, give us a little bit of a insight as to the extent of the problem, because it is clearly an issue. Yeah, and I think it's been probably a hidden issue for a long time because in regards to regulation of renting, these days you can rent on a number of different websites privately through a landlord. They may not be regulated very well, not going to be necessarily as regulated as if you go to a rental service and you know you have a lot of hidden fees when you go through professionals to, to rent. So a lot of people will be renting perhaps that have less of a disposable income will go through this route because it's cheaper you're not doing referencing charges and all of those types of things but this recently hit the headlines because you know we've been talking about it for a long time it's stuck around for a long time but you know covid is here it seems it's here to stay at the moment and that a lot of people have been hit very hard financially and what comes with that is sometimes desperation there's been a, a hell of a lot of people that have been furloughed there's been a lot of people that have lost their jobs especially in specific sectors you know that the entertainment sector and anything to do with hospitality and so you know people are really struggling we've seen that access to food banks everything like that has gone up tremendously so I saw a report that was saying that there's been a huge just increase of complaints about landlords having making inappropriate suggestions to tenants, especially lone female tenants, that they will waive a rent or reduce rent in exchange for sexual favours. Now, this just puts incredible pressure on individuals who are obviously really struggling at a time where we don't know when the end is in sight at the moment. So I suppose thinking about it, you know, you've got various issues, legal issues coming up with this, haven't you? Because when there's a suggestion, which let's say for want of a better term is inappropriate, become coercion or extortion because I suppose you've got a sliding scale. You could have somebody, you know, their tenants sort of say, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, fine by me. Mm -hmm. You know, is that sort of informed choice? And then you sort of go along the scale, so to speak, where someone is uh, reluctant but they go along with it. Then you've got, you know, a situation where, they're very reluctant, but they feel that they've got no choice. And, you know, you can sort of see is the issue of informed consent 
becoming murkier and murkier. So, you know, it's interesting from a legal perspective. When does sort of a shrug become being coerced? Well, it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's a difficult, again, it's a, a blurred boundary that we're talking about here, but we're also talking about a real imbalance of power. I think about it, whether you can't have consent in that respect. If you, you know, don't have a job at the moment because of COVID and your landlord's saying you're going to sleep together or you're going to be kicked out of your property. That's blackmail. So, you know, you've got a threat or I'm, I'm going to kick you out of your property unless you do X, Y, Z. Then, you know, you think, well, that's potentially a clear cut case of blackmail. Yeah. The government set out very clear guidelines in respect of landlords during COVID in respect of rent arrears. And if anyone's listening to this podcast and wants to check them, we've included them in the blog that goes along with this. But really, we're talking about here people that have gone into private agreements where perhaps there isn't a contract or, you know, it's a rolling tenancy that is just a verbal agreement that really, you know, there's not a contract to fall back on whether there's going to be an abusive, you know, position of power here, especially if you've got families with young children that, that feel in a, a desperate situation. Have we seen any prosecutions? No prosecutions as yet that I'm aware of in the, the UK. I looked at some, some stats to see whether there was a huge surge since COVID, but with any statistics as you and our, reader, our listeners will be aware, there's normally such a delay and so I'm sure it'll be in the next year or two that we'll find out. But previous statistics, there was a national survey by Shelter Scotland that found 222,000 women nationally said they'd been asked for sex for their tenancies. And then there was a 2018 survey in England and it was 250,000 had been asked for sexual babes and place of rent in the last five years. Yeah. So, I mean... I feel like it's a lot higher than, than perhaps we would expect looking in. There's no other UK statistics at the moment, but so far in the US, there's been a 13% increase since COVID there in respect of inappropriate behaviour from landlords. And of course, you know, there's not just criminal liability. A landlord could face civil liability if they have coerced, blackmailed, extorted there is no reason why they could not face civil proceedings for those particular matters and also, of course, for sexual assault, if not worse. Yeah. Face civil liability for the harm that they've done and caused. And um, for some of these matters, the, the tenant or the ex-tenant would not necessarily actually even have to prove harm. Um, they'd be entitled to be compensated anyway. And, of course, these are sort of cases where a judge might award aggravated damages because of the, you know, the heinous criminal element behind what has taken place, if not exemplary damages. So it could cost a landlord a considerable sum of money if ordered to pay compensation to the tenant or ex-tenant. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks, Danny, for raising that very um, topical issue for this podcast, which it is topical because it's been hitting the, uh, you know, the news yet again. And I suspect um, we will return to it because I suspect it's an issue that is not going to go away anytime soon. So thank you very much. Thank you, podcast listeners. Please do join us next week for our next podcast. And as always, if you have any thoughts or comments, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Thanks. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.